0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinsick, powered by Spurts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, as is tradition, it is the week preceding the Pro Bowl, and we don't have any NFL games to handicap. So... We will take. Nor will time, we talk about the Pro Bowl. Nor will we talk about the Pro Bowl. Uh, ironically, we could stretch our legs into a full two hours, probably on the Olympics, considering how much time I've <laughs> <we've Yeah>. spent <laughs> the Olympics in the last forty-eight hours. But we're going to save that for Brown Bag Bets tomorrow morning. Tune in to get your Olympic winners as we flex a little on Brown Bag Bets. Um, but uh, yeah, no, as is tradition, we like to. Uh, uh, give a little shine, give a little attention to the 30 teams that are not in the Super Bowl uh, this week. And really, um, there is more to talk about this year than any other year, as we are having like record turnover in terms of coaching, record turnover in terms of quarterbacks potentially Um, and uh, just really it feels like a very heavy duty transitory type of year with uh, the last of the old guard and Brady and Ben moving on Um, and the new guard and Joe Burrow making the Super Bowl in his second ever season his first complete season like this is a wild wild time to cover the NFL so we are delighted to be joined by one of our favorite NFL minds uh, in the entire space let alone the gambling content space and that is Dr. Eric Eager welcome back to the deep dive Thanks, guys. It's uh, always fun to hang out with you guys. And um, and yeah,
2: it's uh, unless you're going to bet the East-West Shrine Bowl or you got a good number on the under in the Super Bowl, it's probably <laughs> uh, time to, to to sort of divert attention at least a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's it's Olympic week. It's prop week. There's still plenty of college basketball. We're going to start in on other stuff. Getting close to having good tennis tournaments again for a bit. Uh, Cordoba, sir. Where, where are we right now?
1: Cordoba.
0: Cordova. 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 Montpellier.
1: But, uh, yeah, the rest
0: right? I like I don't mind the rest of the golden swing. Poon. But uh yeah, Poon's we will start, yeah. not only coaches, maybe so arguably maybe the three most important people on a on a football team, the head coach, the GM, and the quarterback, massive turnout. I, I didn't go look this up because honestly, I didn't want to try to do this research. <laughs> I, no, I just I just didn't think I'd have I, it would take me two hours for to give you one fun fact. And really I, I just don't remember <laughs> just this many GMs. True. Yeah, well just Un- yeah. I just can't think of a year Not that there's shot. been Not this shot. many GMs Not that have shot. been that have been have to be replaced in the same offseason. It feels like you know one or two, but you know the amount of GMs that we had to replace and then replacing coaches in teams that we just replaced coaches in, like the quick turnover. Yeah. And, oh yeah, two of those. And then the Giants, I mean, this is like their fourth coach in seven years. It's, there's a, there's a lot of heavy turnover at the bottom of the NFL and it's been just fast and furious and people try, the best part is the people in the media trying to be fast instead of right. Like the Harbaugh of Minnesota just broke yesterday. Yeah. That's, it's funny how it's, it's, like, yeah, guess what? This, I can mute this guy cause his sources suck. But the, all I could think about today was because it is signing day. I don't even want to talk about the Vikings here. This is this is an NFL podcast, we're going right to Michigan football. Like, how do you how do you take your child who's a who's a star high school athlete and let Jim Harbaugh walk into your living room and be like, yeah, this guy he's he's in it for the long haul now. He just took a bunch of NFL like the NIL stuff will help, Christ. Like, that, and that's where the question's going. He's gonna be in the NFL soon, right? You don't do this because you're kind of hamstringing yourself a little on recruiting, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, my the people that I was talking to, you know, and and just to like for a little bit of context, like we, we, we we will do preparation materials for coaches, basically their agents, coaches and GMs. So you know, we you know the information isn't always perfect, but you know you can get a sense of like sort of what's happening. The sense that I was getting was when Harbaugh was given a pay cut last year before uh you know after they went two and six or something like that in 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 the pandemic shortened year um that really stung for him um you know he came out and performed really well took an unranked team to the college football playoff but for the most part like and i think this is kind of what's happening i I think harbaugh wanted the nfl a lot more the nfl wanted him and Mm. um you know he, he got like kind of a courtesy interview, it looks like, from Cuecia Menza, a man that he worked with while in San Francisco. It looks like they're going to go with the Rams' current offensive coordinator. But I, there's also an aspect of like, you know, the Vikings, and this happened with Ryan Poles too. Like, Ryan Poles wanted to go to Minnesota. He was their first choice, he was also the Vikings' first choice. And they had Zimmer and Spielman still on the payroll because they just fired him, and neither guy. Is probably going to get a job coming up here, and they didn't want to pay Ryan Poles that much money, and they figured as a first-time GM he could be like Had for a little bit less money, right? And so, and you even look at it with the the this deal that Quasio Dofermensa signed; it was only a four-year deal, which is pretty low for a general manager, and that's how they got the total amount of money down to twelve million, as opposed. To, so the per-year average is actually fairly good, but the the actual total amount was still tolerance that the the Wills wanted. I think, you know, Harbaugh probably wanted nine figures in this salary. Um, And they looked at him like, are you kidding me? Like, A, A, I just don't think it fit well because this isn't like the 2010 49ers. This is a, a kind of a bad roster in my opinion. And it's also not Alex Smith going to sign a one year, what, $5 million deal or whatever he had in 2011. This is Kirk Cousins off a $45 million cap hit. I actually think the Vikings dodged a bullet here and not in not taking on Harbaugh in my opinion.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: we agree hundred percent. And
0: yeah, while, the, the while, way the reports came to it did feel like that, where it wasn't like Harbaugh spurned the Vikings. It felt like and they they kind of just said, Yeah, this is this isn't working out with us. And it felt like maybe that was Jim Harbaugh thought he was going to get a lot of money because he was a big name in the NFL. Christ, when when was the Lights Out Bowl? Ten years ago now? More than that. Yeah, I yeah, know. So yeah, he was thirteen. It was twenty twelve so, yeah. Super Bowl or twenty thirteen yeah.
2: January. But yeah. that the, I mean he that that Niners team that he took over like Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary were so bad that they were losing with like. Justin Smith and yeah. Navarro Bowman. That was and
1: an all-time roster ready Patrick to go.
2: Patrick Willis and guys yeah. like, you know, Joe Staley, uh, Frank Gore. Like, they had, they had such a great roster. Vernon Davis, he slid in there, and he was perfect for that job. He was perfect for that job. And I, I fear with Minnesota, like, Andy, you know this as much as anybody. Like, the Vikings need a year to just let everything breathe. And, like, I don't think Jim Harbaugh is really a, the kind of coach that will withstand that very well.
1: Hmm funny that we are here on the vikings uh i was a guest on the uh the purple insider today talked a lot of vikings with your guy matt yeah and um uh he had some great questions we had some great back and forth at the time he was basically kind of like i I think or we were under the assumption that the report was accurate about harbaugh and he was basically like you know if that's true is that you're you know he first he was like You know, what what are the chances the Vikings make the Super Bowl in the next three years? Like, is that a bet to make? And I was basically like, you know, it's not the craziest thing in the world because they do have a ton of talent on this team. And the NFC, as you look across the landscape, particularly if Aaron Rodgers goes west to Denver, let's assume that that's likely. All of a sudden, Tom Brady gone. NFC is flat as can be.
0: Well, there's a non zero chance that Russell Wilson is. Yeah, there's like Russell Wilson could end up. You know, God knows where.
1: Yeah, sure. And so there's, you know, decent chance that the, you know, the NFC, as you look across the landscape is flat. Um, and it is not crazy to me that the team like the Vikings that at least has sort of one of the things figured out and that they have outstanding skill position players. You know, they have one major thing figured out. If they get the right coach. If they do the right thing at quarterback, then all of a sudden, why couldn't they get to the Super Bowl in Mm -hmm. three years? It's not crazy. But Harbaugh, if they hired him, it was a bad sign to me because it seemed like that would imply that the Vikings thought they were closer than they are. Uh, And it seemed to me like, you know, he's not going to be the kind of guy that maximizes your variance in terms of like. Know we're gonna need a little luck if you're gonna make the Super Bowl in the next three years. Things are gonna have to break right, which means you're gonna need a more forward-thinking guy, you're gonna need a more forward-thinking offense. And honestly, Kevin O'Connell kind of checks a lot of those boxes. So if that's where they ultimately go, now all of a sudden, like you got a good brain trust, you got uh, you know, you got some great skill position players on this team. Um, which leaves the uh the glaring question: the hell do you do with quarterback?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and it's exactly like O'Connell's on the same tree as Zach Taylor, and I know none of us truly believe that Zach Taylor is – like if you isolate that variable, it's not that great. But he is a part It made, it made for funny
0: are. tweets, though. Like yeah, yeah, how McVay's tree got a quarter – or got a coach to the Super Bowl before Yes, yeah.
1: Incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not crazy. So um, – but like you look at where that roster is. It was – I mean that Bengals team was 2-14 just a couple of years ago. And, you know, you you do the right that you do a couple of the right things and you have an offensive minded coach that's willing to take the lumps. And that's what Taylor did in the first two years, um, because remember, Taylor took over and they kept the albatross that was Dalton for a year. And, and I actually don't mind. So to get back to your question, like I, I don't mind having Kirk Cousins on the roster for a year. There's there's some value in like, for example, with the Chiefs, there was value in having Alex Smith because it, it helped you find out that Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill were superstars. Um, if you if you have Luke Falk starting for 16 games, you don't find out a whole lot about the wide receivers on your team. And so that, that's kind of, or you have Josh Rosen, right? Like a guy like that, like you just don't find out. So, you know, the, I think the issue is, is that there's going to be a market for Kirk Cousins because Kirk, um, and, and this is emblematic of how bad the contract was, I think, Kirk Cousins has exceeded expectations in Minnesota individually in my mind. Like, I thought he played a lot better than what I expected. The problem was is that the roster building that they were going to undergo with him at quarterback was never going to work, and and evidenced by the fact that he played up to expectations, and they got worse. They went from (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> three or 13 and three to a team that's season win total is nine every year, basically. And, and it's probably going to be, what, what would you open the mat this year? It depends upon what Green Bay is, but, but assuming Rogers plays for Green Bay, that
0: thing's opening at eight and a half again. is Yeah. Nine? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's so so similar. similar. Yeah. They, they, they're stuck in that limbo and this is something we, we touched on every preseason, you know, these preseason pods, like, is this where you want to be as a team, especially with a quarterback, a quarterback contract that's structured that way? And really, like we were, we were kind of wrong about Kirk Cousins. We said like Kirk Cousins is the same guy every year, and he's plateaued, and he's not going to get any better. And you know, we, we weren't quite as wrong about this as we were about the Bengals. We're not going to make a whole clip about Kirk Cousins, but <laughs> like that, that, that to Eric's point, this was probably Kirk Cousins' best year. This is the best I've ever seen him play for an extended period of time. And the team stunk. The team yeah. wasn't good. The, just the, how they how they had to construct the roster around him, and part of it was the coaching, and you know just a few things here and there. But like, it didn't work. Like usually, if, if you're able to get the best season ever out of your quarterback, and you're really not even vying for playoffs, what are you, what are you doing? It's it's blow it up time, and maybe not immediately because there is a market. But
2: and there's parts of Cousins' game that I think are like he played as well as he to play. Like I'm not saying he's an, a franchise like uh, Kirk is kind of one of those I just work here players, right? There, he doesn't own the sort of like the situation. The Vikings still led the NFL in three and outs this year. Um He he, he big time check it down on third and seven and, and keep my passer in going well. Like he doesn't throw interceptions because he doesn't take chances. People, you know Garoppolo. People will go after Garoppolo, and I, I think Garoppolo is half as talented as Kirk Cousins. But the guy throws what's called, and 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 you know Shanahan calls good plays. So if you get a guy in there who throws what's called, you're going to have some interceptions because of a lack of talent. But you're also going to have you know explosive plays. I think Cousins doesn't throw what's called all the time, and and so you know and there's there's he's clearly being coached. I mean it's it's Goodhart's law, right? Where where essentially what you measure becomes if what you measure becomes the the thing, then it, see, you know, it ceases being like a good measurement. I think Cousins is an exemplary example of that, where you know he has passer rating down pat. I mean, the guy knows probably how how every seven yard completion is going to affect his his dollars and cents, and he he sort of optimizes for that. And of course, that can win. Like I think if you, you take the if you take Kirk Cousins' Vikings career and flip it over, and he plays like that in 2018, they're probably a division title team. And maybe a super bowl contender it just didn't work out that way and, and that's that's essentially like the problem with going with the quarterback like I, and I think you know this is very narrow of a discussion but it's going to be pertinent to most to a lot of teams who are asking themselves do we acquire Kirk? Do we acquire Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Do we acquire three kind of you are
1: you we didn't have a we didn't have a rundown but you basically stole exactly what I was going to ask you next which is yeah. if number one to expect a team like Cleveland to call about a swap uh do they does do does minnesota listen um and you know do does that make both teams better both teams worse or is that like solving no problems
2: i think kirk has way more utility to the browns than he does to the vikings
1: okay so it so the browns are worth making the call Basically, I think if so. Stefanski the- and is or is is there a whiff that Stefanski could be in the Kyle Shanahan mindset where he's like, Look, I'm never gonna get it done with an average guy. Uh, you know, we need to figure out a way to get ourselves in position to get the guy, especially considering we're in a division with the likes of Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson for the next a million
2: yeah. years. I still wonder if Shanahan actually <laughs> believes that because I always thought that Shanahan preferred the 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 you know the puppet quarterbacks because you know there's something to like being able to coach a Brett Favre type that takes Mm -hmm. a little bit more humility and takes a little bit more flexibility and I think some of these guys like McVay and some of these guys like Shanahan they sort of select for the guy who isn't quite as good because he will do he'll take the steps exactly the way they want to And, and like even like think about uh Shanahan watching that Green Bay playoff game that he beat you know where he beat uh LaFleur's uh, Packers and the reason he beat LaFleur's Packers is because Rodgers reverted back to the stuff that got Mike McCarthy fired which was I'm not going to play within the structure of the offense and you know McCarthy to McCarthy's detriment he wasn't good at raining he wasn't good at reigning him in the same way that let's say Andy Reid is with Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that Andy Reid wasn't Brett Favre too um, so and and this season I think if you're Shanahan and you have the guts you put Lance in at some point in that in time in that season, and maybe you get a different outcome than you got this year. I, I you know, I, I'm hard pressed to look at what the the Niners did down the stretch and say Trey Lance could have done that. Like I, I'm hard pressed to sort of believe that myself.
0: And then that's where I run into it with Shanahan, and that's where <clears throat> I've begin to maybe give Sean McVay a little more respect because I've seen that with Garoppolo for the past few years, and even after he was injured, some of the other quarterbacks they brought in. And it just felt like, you know, is this the guy who wants the credit? Because it's the conversation we have about Lafleur. Like is LeFleur a good coach or does LeFleur have one of the top five quarterbacks of all time <laughs> and that just makes things work. And I, I do think LeFleur is a decent coach at times too, but the, you know, if we're talking about that, everybody's talking about that. And if, you know, other coaches start talking about that, and that, that's kind of the the word around Lafleur. I think that would bother somebody like Shani and he just is fine. Like, no, we're going to, I'm going to make a bad quarterback good with my scheme. And mm-hmm. that's where I, you know, I give like, I, I I thought McVay kind of felt into that same mold and granted he was, you know, he was grandfathered into golf, but the fact that he, he made this happen where there are right now with a better quarterback, like if you a little, an ounce of humility might win you a trophy. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on Shani because it's, it's, it turned out like the, what they did in the draft that felt like the same thing. Like, all right, they're both going to do it. They're both going to try to make this upgrade at quarterback, make it happen because they have the rosters, they have the talent, they have the scheme. And then just like, yeah, the, the Trey Lance thing was such a weird waste of, you know, very, very early in his career, but it felt like such a waste of uh, just the draft capital they used to maneuver that whole thing. And, Uh, it's very confusing now looking back at it, like all the trades that happened there for like a a few days. And then the fact that they went with Lance, which whatever we bet on it eventually. And, and and then then that's, that's what they used them for a couple gadget plays here or there. And then a a forced start.
2: Yeah. I mean, that that's the whole, that's the whole issue is like trading, trading those picks for a quarterback is barely plus EV if at all. But if you don't play them in year one, it's it's now we're we're trying we're trending towards the you had a decent idea but you completely screwed it up type of thing yeah. um mm-hmm. you know uh, type of situation uh sort of the equivalent of like i don't know yeah it, it wasn't great and i think i think with shanahan too like you know you the three of us are, are i think we're different than like normal football people because like we actually care about what happens because we bet on the games And like the 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 football people thing where, like they all like got this humongous like love for that Trent Williams play when a Trent Williams committed a penalty on all those plays, like and they didn't call it. And B, none of those plays worked, right? Like to me, that's like emblematic of the Shanahan offense in that like we all praised Eliza Mitchell. Eliza Mitchell averaged like two yards of carry in the playoffs. Like we all praise like all the good stuff that in and I agree that like if you subset, and this was always my analysis, and why I got I, re, I got roasted on Twitter for saying that I didn't think Shanahan was the top five play caller. Shanahan, if you subset to the set of plays that he calls, so let's say you say, given it's a run on second down, I'm with you. I think Shanahan calls the best second down run of all time. I, I think he calls great third and third and seven passes, all that kind of stuff. But I believe that his like run pass ratio and the fact that he's a Donkey on fourth downs, like it's the Simpsons paradox type of thing where he does a lot of things individually well, but you add it up over a whole season. It's like, well, why is this team like never that good? And and yeah, you know, I, I think it's
1: because, yeah, let's not disparage donkeys here. I mean, there was a little there was in there too. You said, like, good,
0: he, yeah, he ran the he, he calls the best third and seven play, like, he ends up in a lot of third and sevens because of, <laughs> yeah. because of, the, because of the play sequencing and what's going on. So um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, we'll get to all 30 teams. I have a few in mind. I want to get to, but I'm, I, I'm glad we got to the Niners too, because it felt like such a weird team for me. Like early on, even in the preseason, I saw some things out of that offense, like both the Niners and the Seahawks. I saw some things earlier. It's like, oh, this could be a fun team this year. And then, you know, obviously different situation with the Seahawks. I mean, should we just stick on the NFC West? Well, was, we, we had that argument. Yeah. I, I, just maybe I mean, make the I just want an opinion for from Eric on this, like, real quick, thirty second opinion, because we argued about this for the last five years, Drew. Me and you were just not understanding what the dynamic was there, except on the outside. Like, is there any chance that there's a regime change soon? And I mean, the whole thing.
2: It doesn't look like it, right? Like, I, you know, they've missed their mark if they have, but. To me, I I don't think it's tenable to have those three. You're talking about the three most important people on a franchise. It looks like the Seahawks have chosen the two, you know, the the Schneider and the and the Carroll over Russell Wilson, which to me is baffling. I mean, the last time we saw this team without him, we were grinding out. And look, and, and Gino is three and zero ATS, so whatever, we love him. But <laughs> before then, it was. Tavares Jackson. It was a bad Matt bad Hasselbeck. It was Charlie Whitehurst, clipboard Jesus. And it's like, do we really want like? I didn't say that Seahawks time. fans not remember? Does, does, does Pete Carroll not remember how much of a grind it was to go nine and or seven and nine with those kind of? I I just don't get it. I, well, to be Russ's fair, none of those weird. guys
1: had a, a franchise running back to really you know kind of help. Like, well, know, like help. Uh, so, yeah, like like Penny. Yeah, right. Exactly. Been yeah, <laughs> looking for that but back no, for fifteen I, years. I mean, if there's if there's one team I'm not really interested in spending a lot of breath on, it's the Seahawks because they they seem like they are they are like uber fucked in my opinion. Like
0: no, and that, that's why I, I said Seahawks I just are, wanted, I just wanted him to say no. So
2: <laughs> the Seahawks were the kind of team that when I was a professor would mess around the entire semester and then they would they would have um, no mathematical chance to to pass the class, but they would still show up to the final. And I would be like, i go there and be like, really? Like, I have to grade your final now because, like, you're just wasting my time. Like, I, I that, that's how I sort of see that. the Seahawks where, like, they make all these bad choices and then they come around and, like, they were really, like, a player or two away from being in playoff contention, too. Like, if you think about it, they, they win that game in Washington, you know, they, they upset Arizona. Uh, we, might, we might not have Drew's Calcutta pick in the Super Bowl if, Arizona shows up in week 18 and wins and wins that Western division, right? Um, so well, I don't know. know. I mean,
1: it it feels like Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were always gonna kind of shoot themselves in the dick, wherever
2: that that game would have been played, it would have been a nightmare for for Arizona, for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, um,
2: but but
1: uh, I think
2: what or it wouldn't have Arizona been the three they beat dallas oh
1: yeah actually you know that's a fair point yeah they probably there was hosted, a, there they was a weird, the nine yeah. it would have yeah the whole thing would have the whole thing would have trickled in a different direction and the rams might have had to go to dallas in the four or five which you know all bets are off there but
0: yeah we, we yeah we can pivot off a team that's going to make no changes and it's really hard to say what the russell wilson situation uh spins out to i don't know Drew, I guess, who was, is, Who is was gut, the next gut feel, team you
1: had i feel for you eric you think russell wilson gets traded i i think
0: so i think it's this 20 yeah, I, that way. I just, I, I, can't fathom. If you're Russell, who Wilson's has the agent, advantage there?
1: If you're Russell Wilson's agent, where are you steering him?
0: Uh
2: this sounds NFC, really bad Shirley. because of of the turmoil in the franchise right now. I, I if if Miami could hire a good coach, I, I would go there.
1: Hmm. Yeah, interesting. You'd,
2: you'd NFC take wouldn't him be to bad, though, a, but like,
0: who Who's the NFC team though? Uh, Giants, maybe. Giants or Lions is where I was thinking. And Lions. Yeah. Lions are,
1: isn't crazy at all, actually. The
2: Lions are not That's that far from winning the NFC North.
0: That's, no, like, interesting. We said a actually. lot of nice things about the Lions rebuild. We said <laughs> wow. two years from now, when they get a new coach and this, this roster's like
1: you need better. some you need some weapons. What do you what pick do they have in the draft again? Two? Uh
0: two. Two or three, yeah.
1: And is there an elite elite wideout in this draft?
0: So they
2: have- well, they have two first rounders because they traded the they one to the Rams, rounders. but that second okay. first rounder will be thirty-one late. or thirty-two. Um and so they're taking it they're, high they're high taking elite pass Dotson. rush and
1: then late wide out.
2: Yep. You can get Jahan Dotson, maybe um
0: maybe Dotson. What's that? We <laughs> got <laughs> Jurassic Park. Dotson. Dotson, <laughs> Dotson, that's correct. We got Dotson, yeah. yeah. We got Dotson. It's- yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean yeah, there's, it there's would be very it picks. would be very Detroit Lions to take a first
2: round wide receiver. They've done and it. And even like Jason Kisson <laughs> Williams from Alabama, he tore his knee up in the championship game. Yeah, but that might make him available at pick 31-32. Yeah, and the and the yeah, Detroit being a team now not really competitive.
1: Now we're talking. This now isn't talking. crazy. Yeah. Um hmm. I'm gonna marinate on this one. That's how interesting. I've I have, Maybe, I have, yeah, had i had trouble fig- I've had trouble finding an answer to that question myself and I and I've just been struggling like like what's the right landing call? I know I've I know, heard I, through back channels he's trying on. to get to like Saints or Giants or Saints have you know, no Saints like have no room though they just the, don't the have room. Yeah, the, they, the
0: Saints they, the Saints if the Saints doesn't it'd be great for him they don't have the room but and that's where I landed on the Giants and the and the Detroit Lions and it's like man but they're they're a ways away where it feels like he'd have to be willing to be patient. He's not that young anymore, so it, it, it's a little tricky. Mm-hmm. And well, we'll like, I do always. think that the Giants would be a good spot for him to go okay. him right away.
1: What a pivot. Good pivot hire? Giants, yes. Good hire at, of, of GM and coach, in your opinion?
2: Uh, I think so. I mean, relative, independent of the, of the Flores stuff, which I do believe, by the way.
1: The, I do, 100%. Yes. Yeah,
2: the – Dable Dable's been a good coach, Um, and and you know he's evolved over the years. Even this year, you looked at everybody was giving the Bills crap because the run game was bad. But I wrote this article for PFF where if you add in passes right that are on RPOs because that's kind of how they call them, Bills running game was fine. And then you saw sort of as the season went on, Josh Allen gave more of those plays, Mm -hmm. and Singletary had success down the stretch um Josh Allen is a, a fabulous talent but we remember you know coming into the 2020 season he had been mostly trash in 18 and 19 so there is some development there Daniel Jones doesn't have the physical gifts that Josh Allen has um but Russell Wilson I remember
1: does. a pretty interesting little scamper from Mr. Daniel Jones yeah. at one point in his career and in yeah. general I think his wheels aren't entirely useless. Um, I think his
2: arm is sort of crappy. But but the
1: Okay, that was the, the question.
2: Is yeah. <laughs> his arm yeah, he, suck? Does his arm Jones, suck? Okay. Jones is not as bad as everybody everybody says he is? Like I think yeah. the problem with Jones is that he's on year 4 of his rookie deal. Yeah. So it really like but it, and this is why the Jordan Love draft pick wasn't that good by the Packers because like you got to play the guys well, right. This away is why because, I
1: thought there were about 500 million reasons why. Yeah, yeah.
2: But <laughs> So that, that's the hard part with these young quarterbacks, which is, like, it's also why Baker Mayfield might be hard to trade as well. Um, Once you get to that, like, year four or five,
1: mm-hmm.
2: not that many guys are going to accept the Blake Bortles deal, right? Not yes. many agents want to be attached to, hey, my quarterback's a Blake Bortles contract quarterback. And besides that contract, in the new CBA, we've either had guys do what Jameis did and make almost nothing, or mm-hmm. get the second-level contract. And I think... The hard part is the, the the benefit of a rookie deal quarterback is if he plays amazingly, he can't go to the table and ask for more money. The problem with a veteran quarterback or a quarterback on a rookie deal who's in year four or five is his agent saying, Okay, now's the time. And and it's just, you know, like you go back to the old days when like when Rogers was drafted by Green Bay, his initial contract was five years, seven million. Right? So everybody talks about when he in 08 when he started like six games and they found out he was good, he took a very modest deal. That doesn't happen anymore because of the fifth-year option is so expensive and all that. So I can see why the Giants would want to move on from Daniel Jones because it's awkward there. They do have talent on that team. I mean, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, if he had a good quarterback, I think would be pretty good. Uh, Ingram's a whatever, tight end. He might even leave at some point. Uh, they, they drafted O-line. Defense, I think, is really good, and one of the reasons why Patrick Graham got a ton of looks in, in the in the head coaching
1: uh, retain hiring
2: him? free. So that team's not that far away. Uh,
1: Did they retain Patrick Graham?
2: Would be a tough – getting a new quarterback would help.
1: Did they retain Patrick Graham, the Giants?
0: I don't think so. Hmm. He – yeah, he he's – He's not there. He's not. He's with a free him, agent. It, D- he's a free he's agent. DC free agent, He'll land somewhere. If, oh, hell I don't yes. know if he ends up with the, yeah. the Vikings. Head coach the Giants.
2: Right. Is there, they're 10 They're eleven. They're eleven million
1: over. Oh, and that's right.
0: Like you know, you mentioned a couple. You didn't mention. What is it, Shepard? So, somebody's probably.
1: Yeah, they have a bunch of. They have a bunch of really. Well, there'll be cap casualties guys, though,
0: like for sure. But because
1: yeah, if I squint at Daniel Jones, I can see a pre-developed josh allen and if i squint at and if i and if i look hard at what his situation was where he was effectively under a jason garrett regime i'm willing to give him a pass to a degree um and i wouldn't mind just seeing what he looks like at under one year under dable but you bring up a huge point which is this is year four so if he looks freaking awesome now you're yeah now you're like well was that a one year fluke or is this repeatable um, and you know, speaking of like it potentially being a winnable division, I don't especially love what's going on in Philly. I don't, I really don't love what's going on in Washington right now. And Dallas has a lot of warning signs that make me wonder if any of that is repeatable. Um, what is your general feeling specifically on Dallas and to what degree did your was riding was it like riding a roller coaster in terms of like understanding if Dak Prescott was elite or average over the balance of the season? And we can expect the defense to to take an enormous step back next year, considering how they got there. And Mike McCarthy is what a lame duck at this point. With Sean Payton taking a year sabbatical, like is is there? He's got, is got there that like, secret family are, in
0: Dallas already. Like he's there, just <laughs> lining up to to take that job.
1: Is there? Are there massive storm clouds brewing over Jerry World?
2: I I would put it at like minus one ten that everybody's fired after this year. Only issue that the only issue is that Jerry is extremely loyal to coaches who are loyal to him, right? The Jimmy Joe, the the sorry, the Jimmy Johnson situation was like the other side of the coin where the guy wanted credit and Jerry was like, get the hell out of here after two Super Bowl wins. Everything else, he's been, like, he had Garrett forever. He had Wade Phillips forever. He had had, uh, the Big Tuna forever, Um, you know, seemingly. Moving on from McCarthy, who's a, you know, a Super Bowl-winning coach, would be tough. But I don't see, and to answer your first question, Drew, like, it was weird. Like, before the injury, I was like, Dak Prescott's playing about as well as you want a quarterback to play. I mean, he, he was making plays with his legs. He was completing passes. He was, you know, he was on time with stuff, even though his arm isn't great. He was dealing with injuries to Amari Cooper at times. You know, he was slowed all the time. Gallup was slowed all the time. The offensive line had, you know, and the defense wasn't the defense wasn't great. It was high variance. But now it's like it just shows how tenuous it is when you pay a quarterback that high-end deal. Because, you know, if it's inconsistent, like Dallas is not going to be able to re-sign Michael Gallup. So they got to basically bank on Cedric Wilson being the number three. Amari um, Cooper, you know Jerry Jones, already said not satisfied with Amari Cooper's play uh, or That's
1: price behind him. Yeah,
2: and and so and the running back too, right? Like the running back, you know, you, you, they have not figured that out. And the defense to me is just, you know, it's a Dan Quinn defense. And the Dan Quinn defense, you look at 2016 Falcons, they got a lot of pick sixes. They had a lot of young players running around, Dion Jones, and all that, and. You know, in, when injuries happen or when, you know, Trayvon Diggs gets four interceptions instead of 11, like, I just don't really yeah. see how it can sort of keep up, especially if there are other good offenses in the division. And that's, and that was where, you know, you guys faded Washington. I faded Washington was Washington feasted on a division that had bad quarterbacks. You turn the, you, you turn the page one year and Dallas feasted on a division that had bad quarterbacks for the most part. Um, and, so, like, let's say, let's say Philadelphia gets a good year out of like, let's say Jalen Hurts emerges even a little bit more. Washington gets a real quarterback, and, and the Giants get somebody like Wilson. It's not going to be quite as easy.
0: Hmm. and that's where too the, you know, you mentioned the Digs getting four interceptions. It feels like the eighteen Bears it's like oh my god this team is good trubisky's running the well trubisky's average starting field position was it felt like he was starting on the other side of the 50 because they were constantly punching the ball out or just you know constantly getting an interception like that turnover luck was unsustainable and and also i, I want to give credit to and, you know, I'm I'm going to give Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky credit. Like they ran some fun offense at times when they were letting Mitch run a lot more. Like that was a that was a decent offense that worked. But then all of a sudden next year the Bears and boy, Brinson. Brinson got just roasted for saying this. Remember, Bears fans were mean to him, saying like, "Hey, maybe the Bears defense doesn't do this next year, and they stink." And we, were, you know, we were kind of on that same hype train. And oh yeah, weird. You know, they they didn't have like a plus twenty five turnover ratio anymore, and all of a sudden, you know, the Bears weren't winning twelve games. And it feels, it feels like this is more of a stretch because even with Gallup gone, and I'm I'm a said Wilson believer. I believe in those tight ends. I think even if if you have to keep that albatross of a contract, it's good scheme too it it is a good scheme and if everybody does stay healthy it feels like the kind of team that ends up in a bad spot where they're a low end playoff team the defense takes a step back the offense stays healthy they score just enough to win like 10 11 games end up in the playoffs they're not really a contender everybody gets a year older the contracts get one year worse you keep Mike McCarthy and like that that would be my worry if I'm a Cowboys fan cuz and like you said Jerry just doesn't he, he, he's not firing guys midseason. Very yeah, he very
1: he... much wants Sean Payton as his head yeah. coach, though.
0: That's where that's where I wonder if some of the decisions during the season, like oh, Dak's kind of injured, and Jerry just steps in, like yeah, no, we're not playing him. He's, mm-hmm. he's he's sitting this one out. Like the we're rush, we're fine man. we're fine giving me some excuses to get Sean Payton in here. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. The,
2: the the Payton news was interesting. I I do think he sees what Drew Brees is doing and says. Man, that that's a lot less work for the same amount of money, more or less. <laughs> you wonder if he stays in there now. You know, part part of me doesn't think he'll be a great broadcaster, but like I'll be quite honest with you, like Tony Dungy's not a good broadcaster. So like you know, and he's been there forever. Um, I don't even think I don't even think Gruden was all that great. Um, so maybe Peyton enjoys it, and I know Peyton, he, he looked worn out this year. Like let's let's be quite honest. So maybe your off will help him. But maybe it, maybe, maybe he's wanted this, you know, this retirement forever. So we'll see. It, it'll be interesting. It certainly makes sense that he would want to get out of New Orleans given all the, I mean, this team's going to be bad now.
1: Yeah. Speaking of bad, the NFC South. Um, yeah. Wolf is an atrocity. Who's um, the best
0: quarterback in the NFC South if you had to just pretend that the, you know, the de facto starters are the starters? Just yeah, say, it's gotta be you know,
1: Winston. Just, if, it, but he's gone, right? Isn't he a free agent? I, I think.
0: Is a free he's, agent. Yeah, he's a free well, agent. He's he's right? Let's say it's Matt yeah. Matt Ryan, Ryan Taysom Matt Ryan Hill.
1: Hill, Darnold, and Darnold, G- Gabbert. Gabbard. better than Gabbert's better than Taysom Hill.
0: <laughs> so it's Matt, it's Matt Ryan, nine hundred year old Matt Ryan, who um, who may not, not even only,
1: does he is he a candidate to get moved? Do they want him remember there?
0: Remember he ran that touchdown in kind of, and then had the taunting. The, the, the
2: issue with Ryan, and this is, you know, that, that was a team that, you know, I'm, that was a team I follow quite heavily because I had really heavy positions on the Falcons taking a tight end at four um, in the, in the draft. There was no way once. And and again, they, this is a team. This is a, this is a great example of like, like where the Patriot way it, it like made sense back in the day. Right. The, the Falcons wanted so badly not to cut Deion Jones that they they signed Matt Ryan to the sort of extension instead of playing him on a year of a deal and eating basically the last whatever sixty million or whatever it was going to be, um, and were forced to trade Julio Jones. Now Julio was kind of terrible in Tennessee this year, but like they 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 refused to make the hard choices in 2021, and now they're stuck with some hard choices in 20. 20- 2022 as a result. And the one is is the Matt Ryan deal, right? Like so Matt Ryan, um, I believe still is owed quite a bit of money and is not is not terribly movable. So pre-June one, Ryan, if cut, is a 40 and a half million dollar uh dead money charge. Now they, they do get eight million in cap savings, but that's a 40 and a half million dollar cap charge. Post June one, it gets a little bit better. 24 and a half at point nine, uh, dead money charge, and twenty three and a half million in terms of uh, you know cap savings. That would go into addition to Julio Jones's fifteen point five million dead money. So like this team, like instead of viewing two thousand and twenty one as it was, which was you're going to suck, just play the thing out. Um, they they've made it hard on their new GM and the new head coach for two consecutive years. So what does that mean like last year they did not take Justin Fields at four precisely because they they couldn't play him for two years the edge in playing a young quarterback was taken away by how much Matt Ryan was going to cost uh and so their collective cost was still going to be like paying Matt Ryan so hmm. what do they do this year i think they i think that they this this year they might dip their toe in given that some of these quarterbacks let's say Carson Strong uh some I think Malik Willis is stock in this, you know, as silly as it sounds, that the senior bowl is going up, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think they go for one of those sort of like lower tier guys at the quarterback position to have him sit for a year um, behind Ryan. And this is Ryan's last hurrah as a member of the Falcons.
0: Hmm.
1: Who's the kid with the giant hand zap? Any interest yeah, in Zappy? Zap,
0: Yeah. Zappy or I think it's Zappy. Zappy. I, I go with Zappy. Is it the Western uh or yeah, Western West Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah. 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 My, got my favorite hands. hilltopper. I know it, it's a weird. <laughs> I haven't dove deep into the draft yet. And it's just like, man, there's not names popping. Like no. the, the big what's what's the biggest Looks like a draft? bad
1: draft after two
0: no, really I, good ones. Yeah, yeah. What what is the biggest story about the draftable prospects for the last week, true?
1: Uh, which it, uh, which offense? Oh yes! Oh god, It's tiny, god. tiny hands picking. That's all we're here. D- double jointed thumbs. Yeah, his hands are uh, no. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, so okay. small so he can't
0: pick it up. Yeah, the no, the, the big, double the jointed big, thing is like the total, it's not a big, uh, it's how you use your hands. Like, yeah. No, okay. the big funny
1: story, the big funny story is people talking about low liquidity markets and prices moving. Like it's indicative of anything is <laughs> giving me lots of laughs. Oh, the, the, uh, the draft, uh, you're, yeah. You
2: might be, you might be ripping on me a little bit because I did, <laughs> I got Evan Neal nine to one to be the first overall pick right around Christmas
1: Moving markets. And I did
2: write an article basically saying, hey, you, you should still bet Evan Neal at like three to one. And now it's like two to one. And I was chirping a little bit about it, but you're right. I mean, the max, I think I have some Aiden Hutchinson once the Evan Neal thing came, because you can get Aiden Hutchinson right now at like three to two. And I, I still think he'll be the first overall pick. But the fact is, is like, this is the first time in a long time We haven't had a number one overall pick priced at minus you know minus a hundred or or longer or sorry shorter um, in, in the first round, so this will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to get deeper. Like after after I've kind of set my positions for Super Bowl props. It's going to be just straight draft, and a lot of people are way ahead of us. You know, some of not these, sure. some of these people grab some real big numbers on a few guys that have dropped down into the the top five, and they might uh, not yeah. go first, but it's nice. I, what to I was also, I
1: wasn't ripping on you. I was ripping on was. there was a couple of uh, there were a couple of mock drafts that were like wildly speculative that moved some markets and people were commenting on like the numbers moving and it's like well yeah this guy just released a mock draft yeah. and somebody just bet fifty dollars on a prop and so it moved like that like yeah. it, like there was a lot of that going on uh yeah the US, like, by but the but way anyway.
2: to the to the deep dive listeners we had drew and andy on the pfm forecast um and i believe i want to say we had you had you two on and then the next day we had evan silva on and in both cases you guys talking about uh, markets, I think you guys, were, it was Jalen Phillips to be the first DN taken. I think the oh, yeah. number literally went from like plus 150 to minus 150 in like within 30 seconds of us doing the show live.
1: Oh, um, yeah. These so, information markets yeah. are the best.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what we talk about this all the time with like closing line value. It is, it is full on a spectrum. Like closing line value on an NFL side. Is better than a total. Is better than an NBA side. Is better, you know, all the way down to mm-hmm. if you can only bet, you know, if they're taking fifty, a hundred, two fifty on some of these small informational markets. Like, you don't get don't get excited. Like, oh, this is a lock. We see this all the time. The know, Olympics are great. You see, saw Olympics some of that Georgia Dutch. You
1: saw some of that Dutch speed skater steam this morning. I, I know I, I, it was it was all it was all, it was all making my Just heart warm. Remember, man. hey, um,
0: remember Yorgos. <laughs>
1: Well, Always a remember very, your ghost uh, um, story there. My um, yeah.
0: we, we, we started with the Vikings. I wanted to yes. so, so you, you you said you were okay with Dable. I'm gonna make this like a three-parter. The the GM hires, the the big GM hires in the northern states here. The Bears, the Vikings, and I mean just overall thoughts, uh, ex- expectations. If you thought this was gonna be how to end up, it felt like the Vikings one felt like a really good fit. It seemed like that was always gonna be what was gonna happen, especially after the, the low ball offer on the first one. But I, I don't know a ton about polls and then uh the the Giants, you know, the whole Giants mess. And truth and real quick note about Dable, I kinda of feel bad for Dable. He did yeah, not he's, he's gonna be associated like he, with this, even though it he wasn't. gets yeah, he gets vilified a little for also. Some it feels of the like Giants, that was
1: man. almost certainly a a they picked Two, they that that was a package deal they picked off of the Bills yeah. when they hired yeah. when they hired the GM. It was like, oh well, Dable's going to the Giants. Well, yeah, like, it's, that, it, like,
0: yeah exactly.
2: exactly. Well, and so, it was a it was a GM coach of a playoff team that just lost. There's a yes. very good chance There's, that those two men were the choice for the job a month ago.
1: Of course, I yes, and, and, I completely and, and I
2: think that that's not necessary. I mean, look, look, all three of us would engage in such a thing if we were going to be an NFL GM, and we wouldn't think twice about it and. I, so I'm not going to vilify those guys because that's, they're, they're, they're chasing their dreams. Both of them are first timers in the job. It's just that this, like, that's the issue with systemic problems, right? It, it's this, um there's this, you know, uh object in mathematics called a Ramanian surface where like, if you zoom in on any one part, it looks smooth. And, but if you zoom out, it's like constructed in such a way, it looks like a windy piece of crap. That's like, that's, that is what quality is, right? It's like, any one higher, you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, hey, there's nothing. There's a, everything's on the level here, and you take a step back and you're like, oh, like this. Look at what we built here, and so like, I, I have no problem with Dable. I don't even have a problem with the. I don't have a problem with the GM there. To answer your question about polls, polls, you know, we we've worked with a lot of teams in the past, and and you know, he wasn't a high. He was a higher up in Kansas City, but he wasn't the highest up. Borgonzi. Was higher up than he was. Tillis was higher up than he was, I believe. And then you had you had um, beach. but he gets a lot of credit. You know, when I ask people in that building, like, "What's the who 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 scouted Trey Smith? Who scouted um, Creed Humphrey?" And it's Polls. So um, that was, I think, one of the reasons why the Vikings liked him so much was you know he was very instrumental in rebuilding a unit that the Vikings have never rebuilt for like a, you know two decades. And when you look at Chicago, they have similar issues along the o line. Uh, they have a worse roster than the vikings i think um but they do have a quarterback i i like to hire polls and i think um you know every time i've interacted with him he seems extremely curious about football which which is helpful um i think he's also not going to to make the evaluations himself a lot a question i always ask people in the league is either if they're a gm or if their perspective i say how much evaluation do you do because i think you know, it's inherently wasteful to pay a hundred scouts to do something and then for you to put your thumb on the scale and and polls to me, has the right mindset about that. Um, it's interesting, his hire of Matt Eberflus, the, the, the head coach, a man who coached for a Colts team whose head coach called plays later said, I don't think a head coach should call plays. Like I do think there's a little bit of free thinking there. Uh, on the part of Iberflus, who I thought did a great job with the Colts defense that didn't have a ton of talent over the last four years, um, so I'm I'm bullish on the Bears. Uh, I think they also have a good quarterback prospect, not a perfect one for sure, as we saw this year. Quensiadofemence um, is also, you know, a, a, I would say, you know, somebody who we all talk about him coming from energy futures and stuff. He's been in the NFL for a decade almost. Like this is somebody who took the lower-paying kind of crappy jobs in San Francisco, built his way up here, got kind of a – I, I mean this very nicely, but got kind of like a made-up like made-up job title in Cleveland. They wanted him so bad that they inserted Special him into projects. the front office next to guys like Andrew Healy, Paul D. Podesta, and guys like that. So, like, he was sought after. And, and so it was just a matter of time before he became a general manager.
1: Okay, so – Agreed with all of those six. I think they were all good hires. I think, in general, the positions that have been filled so far all make sense to me. Um, I do worry though about the Bears in the medium or long term future because that cupboard is a bear. And they, of, of all the teams that needed a reset, and you know, the Bears were at the top of the list. The problem is that, like, those guys were so desperate for so long and they drove. That they drove the, the, you know, the Thelma Louise car off into the Grand Canyon already. And now here you are. I don't know. It could take years. Like, honestly, like, what is even your plan right now? You have an aging roster. um, You trade some of your assets, try to get draft picks because you don't have any draft capital. Like, yeah, I I don't even really know what the plan is. And um, I don't know who you can hire as far as an offensive coordinator to develop fields into what he can ultimately be, which scares me because if that doesn't go right, then. You've now, you know, potentially wasted that asset. So there's a lot of uh, very spooky things about the way that the uh, the bears are run and the the, the you know the ownership medals too to a degree. Like, you know, are they even going to let you, uh, you know, trade, uh, you know, name players on your defense who are in win now mode for assets, or are they going to put a stop to that? Like, I, I don't know. So yeah, I mean, Chicago spooks me um, as far as being like, you know, of it working um but who knows if I, I you're great at picking diamonds of the rough out of the draft then maybe it doesn't matter
0: yeah op- optimism though about just because like you did end up losing a probably a bad gm and i don't know if he was a bad coach i, I i'm not totally out on naggy especially as, huh. he was,
1: uh, he, was I, he was a poor manager that's for sure like yeah that, that's a where, huge part I think, of the uh, that's a huge part of the job
0: i think that's where maybe naggy ends up as a coordinator again like like there are these guys where it's like man this guy would be a good if he didn't have to run a football team like he's a decent football mind and we yeah. have these all the time we always talk about these guys it's like yeah. it was it was like god bless the NFL i was so happy that nobody hired dan quinn yeah it's like you know dan quinn well, and, uh, well, and, and, to, be and fair, to be fair a lot of it was luck like there was and there's a lot
1: luck. and there's a lot of physicians to still fill like, we're not close to
0: done. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, like, ho- hopefully hopefully the, they have the, you know, the the good uh, the good common sense. The good Lord gave a, a poodle to not hire Dan Quinn as their head coach leader of men. Because, like, I think Dan Quinn, despite how we said Dallas was a little lucky, like, I think he's still probably a pretty decent D coordinator. And that's, that's some people's well, you know, feeling.
2: Many of these men get the job. Like there's an interesting thing, right? So Kevin O'Connell goes to Minnesota, he never called plays for the Rams other than a few games in 2017. Or 2017, he's called plays somewhere else. But he hasn't called plays for the Rams. Nathaniel Hackett has not called plays for the Packers. He hasn't called plays since Jacksonville. Uh, Frank Reich did not call plays in Philadelphia. Eric Biannimi, one of the the tropes against him is he doesn't call plays in Kansas City. And everybody's like, well... uh, and, like, these coaches think that they got the job they got because they called plays so well. And so then when they get the job, they try to take on both positions. And, like, you could be a very good head coach and not be talented enough to do both. And that, that's certainly something that could happen. And then the guys, and I think of Brad Childress, uh, Andy, didn't oh, call plays, go to Minnesota, want to show everybody they're smart. So they try to call plays and be a head coach, and they're a disaster when they, when they do it, Right. To me... Like, chilling, chilling was rough. Yeah, and, and, and the the best thing that happened to Chile was he decided to let Daryl Bevel call the plays, right? Because at least he could be a decent... Like, I actually thought Chile was somewhat woke on fourth down and stuff like that. But, like, the the the, the issue is, is that Dan Quinn is not good enough. He could be a, probably a good head coach if he stopped calling defensive plays, or he could be a good defensive coordinator, but he can't be both. He's not talented enough to be both, right? And there aren't that many guys who are... And like, and I think that and it's the same thing with GMs, right? Like we hire GMs for how good a scouts they are. And, and what people are asking about Adolfo Mensa, they're saying, well, what about him? He's never evaluated before. He's like, he's not going to evaluate here. Like he's also not going to code. The guy's written his last line of code. I'm telling you. So like, you know, that's what makes a lot of this hard is because we're evaluating men for jobs they're not pro- that they're not performing anymore. It's The next job. And, and that's hard to do.
1: Okay, so let's uh, let's pivot P- here. People are, people are
0: asking for Jacksonville, top.
1: Well, we'll get, we'll get there, but I want to start at yeah. the top for the AFC first um, because as I look at this conference, it has never been more stark that it is you either have a guy that's capable of taking you to the Super Bowl or you do not at quarterback. And I would like to know if it is whether you're going to take over or under four and a half out of the next five years, That the AFC quarterback is either Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Okay. Anyone outside of those four guys takes a team to the Super Bowl in the AFC in the next five years.
0: I've got a wild card. I want to answer this too. I'll say oh I'll say
2: over a half of Super Bowls will have somebody other than that. Variance is a hell of a drug. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Very, yeah. it's not not like because Aaron Rodgers is in Denver. Yeah, I, I well, it's
2: that. I just think like it's some like look, Joe Burrow to everybody's mind at this time last year, Joe Burrow was just a weak-armed guy with who who has a bad knee and a crappy coach.
1: Yeah, you know, this like, time last year we wouldn't have put him in the discussion at all. No way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Um Yeah,
0: and L- Lamar Lamar's probably in there and you know what? I It's hard because we're so recency. I I did a poll just to see how how fully biased we would be by recency. And and God damn it, if Matt Stafford didn't win the poll of, like, who's the best quarterback in the NFC with Brady out. Let's say Rodgers isn't in the NFC. Who's the best quarterback in the NFC? Stafford ran away with it, which is
1: I don't think that's wrong, though. I mean, Wilson's probably the right answer, but – It
0: should have been closer with – I mean, honestly, Kirk Cousins wasn't that far. I would guy, take but, Dak over
2: Stafford.
0: Yeah, I I would take Dak. I would yeah, take Russell, course. and I put I put K or I put uh, little guy. What's his name? The, the baseball Murray. player Murray. Curry, Could not think of his name. But I put Murray in there for fun, the but yeah. really, I I think there's a there's a non-zero chance the best quarterback in the AFC or right there with him. Didn't even play this year. Like, yeah, yeah, Deshaun Watson is. Oh yeah, Deshaun Watson. At,
1: sure. at his ceiling yeah.
0: is right up there with them. Very interesting to see what happened with them. Just not playing for your stinks, but you know what? <laughs> Different situations. But uh, our guy Mike Vick came back.
1: Okay, so basically, you think there's a chance that somebody surprises us in the AFC, mm-hmm. even with that top-heavy quarterback strength that exists now in that conference? Yeah. Okay. I think I think um, it's going to be.
2: I think it's. There, it's always and it's just hard now. Think about this, guys. They, I, and I, this is the reason Brady retired, in my opinion. When Brady, from two thousand and ten to two thousand and eighteen, Brady needed at most two playoff games to make the Super Bowl and sixteen regular season games because they made the buy every year. This year was a seventeen game season where they were grinding out weeks eight, week eighteen to get a two seed that didn't even give them a buy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it, it's annoying. It, like more games are going to – more games should increase the the chances of the best teams doing well. But football to me is such a game of attrition that I don't think that that's actually the case. And then more playoff games are just going to increase the variance to me. Like okay. if, if you could tell me as a, as a Kansas City fan that there was two buys again, I would buy into more Mahomes. But I, they, it's just going to be a grind for them from now on.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um if you were going to add one player to that list of 4 is it Lamar? It's
2: Rodgers. Yeah, Lamar's tricky for me though. I mean Lamar Yeah. Um,
1: especially like, right he, now.
2: This is the first year injuries really affected him. There's also a chance that like the COVID thing he had was like more like long COVID like cuz he was sick a lot over the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Um which obviously like that sucks. Like you don't want you know. Um I think pure talent-wise, and the Ravens have a clue, so that helps a lot. Um, I also think that we're, we're maybe uh, – there. I, I think what Andy said is true. I think there's somebody either who just got drafted who sucked this year, like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, or somebody who we haven't even seen. Like, if, if, if one of these sort of quarterbacks that we're not enamored with, much like we weren't enamored with Mahomes and Watson in 17 – If one of those guys gets onto a good franchise, then all bets are off.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, how quickly we just bury Trevor Lawrence as a shitty quarterback. (laughs) The you know before he was drafted, leading you know, and we're we're not. I mean, we're not burying him, but everybody else. We're not burying him, but like we just we just he's not really in the discussion as even you know could he be good next year? It was just such a dysfunctional franchise with a really really bad and Trent Baalke's still there, you know, leading. Leading the defensive game plan sometimes from the sidelines, but we have, we have you know, the the, the coaching is in, everything is in flux down there, and the roster stinks. So I'm I'm not ready to say like Trevor Lawrence is taking a massive step forward in year two, which really sucks for that franchise to yeah, have yeah, yeah, that yeah. pick. But I mean, yeah. he could he could be right there.
1: As much as we talk shit about Mike Brown spending money in Cincinnati, blah, 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 like he he did, he he invested in the defense. Like two years in a row, they went and got free agents two years in a row to try to make things right there, and they drafted well in terms of populating that roster with studs, young receivers. So, uh, you know, I I think that franchise was a decently stewarded now in hindsight over the last uh, three years seasons, but. There's a huge question swirling about the stewardship of both the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans, uh, and to a degree, I'm starting to wonder what the heck's going on with Chris Ballard in Indianapolis. Some of the decision making going on up there is starting to concern me. Uh, Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel in game decision making in a playoff mode is scares me. I don't think the AFC South's given us much of, uh, you know, of a of a contender in years coming up, and uh, and then. How many more years are we going to give Belichick? He doesn't have Josh McDaniels anymore. Does that matter? Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills and uh, and Josh Allen seem likely to rule the AFC East for the foreseeable future. Um, so it kind of comes down to if anyone else can emerge in the AFC North, in my opinion, which is, you know, brings us back to the beloved Cleveland Browns. Uh, a so roster we've got that Rogers,
2: is in the chat, Rodgers to Tennessee. I think you want to take a look at Tannehill's contract. I don't think it's not it's not that movable. Yeah. They're stuck with him for another year.
1: Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns exist as a team that is a quarterback away. That roster is extremely talented. They could use some wide receiver help, surely. Um, but they have an elite offensive line locked in for generation now. They have deep really decent talent talent all at three level, all three levels on defense um but they need a quarterback and they need one badly what do they do if you are if you're responsible for that franchise what you know your first call is to who uh and you know i guess um you know what kind of flexibility do they even have to upgrade the quarterback position
2: yeah they have 25 million in cap space um they're going to need probably to to sign De- so this is this is how interesting it is so denzel ward and baker mayfield are both on their fifth year option and they're the third the next year they'll be the fourth and fifth most expensive players um per uh their their salary cap number garrett actually interestingly uh, only a one million base salary but almost 12 million in per rated bonus because his contract was sort of structured really interestingly um, Austin Hooper's probably gone. Um, the the dead cap there, well, maybe not. But but Austin Hooper, uh, you know, is, is up there as well. They're they're pretty spread out, and they and they've hit on some picks, right? They've hit on they've hit on Greg Newsom, um, you know, Wyatt Teller mm-hmm. and and Joel Batonio, two really good guards. Um, uh, Conk uh, uh, the um, Jedrick Wills had an okay second year, not as great as as normal uh, for him. But yeah, you're right. They they exist in a situation where you plug a quarterback in, you sort of take a step back. And this is where I think people get a little irritated with stuff. I don't think the Bengals are going to be that good next year, right? Even though they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, if you're the Browns team, you kind of have to operate. What's what's the Bengals' season win total next year? Let's say they win next Sunday. What's their season Nine win Nine and a
1: half, probably. Nine and
2: a half. Thank yeah. you. I, 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 so... So that's a team that you can easily the Pittsburgh Steelers win total, unless they get a quarterback, is seven, right? Like Ooh, no. seven and a half, maybe.
1: No. no. Six uh-huh. and a half. Yeah,
2: you you, oh, six. So six, you think lower. Low. Low. What, what yeah, low. if they got like Jameis Winston? Let's say.
0: Oh yeah. I mean you get you could i uh, you plug in a, a quarterback that's Line not based Rudolph.
2: Yeah, if you put six. Rudolph and Halfies in half there, it's like six. But like, yeah. but I'm but <laughs> I say unless they get yeah. a quarterback, unless they get Rodgers, Wilson, one of those guys, they're seven-ish, right? If they, they try to pass this, the ball with like yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: I think it's more like seven. No, they um, start Mason
1: Rudolph and they draft well, someone. I mean, just quick, and quick sides and they're there. a four-win team.
0: What yeah. What is the feeling out of you know out of the Steel City? There, are they does it feel like they're going to go Mason Rudolph or they're looking?
1: That's my that's my gut read on it. I mean, they're, they're considering considering, they're, considering they're how the consider, yeah considering how those guys are are taking you know evaluating the draft process, it looks to me like they that's the route they're going to go. Well, now if they get a now, if Colbert, they get a free quarterback, yeah.
2: Kevin Colbert is leaving after the draft, yeah, they, So they're they're sort of tra- It's it's it feels like it's a it's a, it, a transitional year,
1: yeah, which that's what I feel like too.
2: Yeah, and so that means maybe they don't sign Minka. Maybe they don't sign – I mean, it's sort of one of those things where they're like, hey, T.J. Watt, this is going to be a crappy year. Get yourself a Jared Allen, 22 sacks on a 3-13 and team type of thing. Um, So – and then the Ravens, their win total is probably going to be nine, nine and a half, right? There's a lot of questions about how they build that offense up. There's wide receiver issues. I think Andrew's had the best year out of all the tight ends in football. So they still have some redeemable parts. But that that defense was 66% of their cap the first two years when Lamar Jackson was the starting quarterback and now it can't be because they're going to have to either pay Lamar Jackson or you know so they're not as strong right and so you look at Cleveland and and you're in a position you're in a win now position it's not like you're not you're not like the Broncos looking up at the Chiefs or or the or other teams in the AFC like this is your division if you want it and you should be favored in it if you get a great quarterback um I think that they should look at Russell Wilson. I think that they should look at, you know, some of the elite of the elite. I think that they'll end up kind of converging on a Kirk Cousins type, which as long as that guy stays healthy, I mean, I think the issue with Baker is Baker ha- wasn't healthy enough to even give you Kirk Cousins type performances.
0: Plus if, he's if, a psycho.
1: They
2: get, if they can get a Kirk Cousins type of like health with that kind of performance, maybe it could work. I, you know, I, 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 I decried the Cousins deal for Minnesota for four straight years. I'd be, I'd be, it would be silly of me to go and say, "Hey, he's the answer for Cleveland." Um, but th- I think that they just need slightly better than that performance to be the favorite in the AFC North.
1: Problem is, Kirk Cousins might have been inflated by um, all universe re- receiving. Yes. And he was handicapped with a brutal offensive line, and you basically flipped that in Cleveland. What does he give yeah. you with the all-universe offensive line and the receiving? A lot coverage? of checkdowns after four seconds. Yeah, right. Yes, like
0: yeah, he has PTSD. Like the, it has to be coming eventually. Like I've been back, I've been back here forever, guys. Like you just freaking. Yeah. I wonder too about some some of these teams. Like, you, you go That's back right. to Pittsburgh teams that are a little more transitional, like Mitch. Mitch is a free agent. Marcus Mariota is a free agent. Like somebody, Mm. like safe. Like you can you can look your fan base, your season ticket holders in the eyes and be like, this guy's been a starter. We think it'll be okay when you know in the back room you're like all right this is this isn't forever guys we're, this is just to keep keep people off our back from we're not we can't start Dwayne Haskins this year Bru- like, by the way if shit. you
1: look at how the divisions match up the browns are going to have a much easier schedule next year i think they quietly had one of the more difficult schedules in football just in terms of the state of the teams they played and when they played them yeah. um, everybody in that
2: division had a tough schedule but they everyone to
1: to oh them, yeah. yeah every absolutely the bengals maybe in hindsight ended up with the easy schedule out of that group and the fact mm-hmm. that they win the division because of it is something that i usually pick up on before the season and i did not and i'm angry about it but that's okay the uh the um ba- the browns are going to have an easy or easy-ish schedule next year um they're they're going to avoid a lot of the worst of the afc quarterbacks uh, they, you know a lot of the, not the worst of it the most more the challenging Rams, the, 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 the opponents tough, yeah. yeah the tough ones um Okay. All right. Wow. God, man. Shit. Any other AFC teams you want to touch on? I guess we've, we've touched on them all, really. Uh, pretty Pe- much every are, one that matters. Uh, we've kind of done a real Jacksonville deep Jacksonville dive fans. on. I was going to ask about the Chiefs, obviously. Who cares about the fucking Jaguars? I mean,
0: we have um, like four, <laughs> four people in the chat asking about Jacksonville. What's going to happen? I'm curious. Like.
1: Okay. What do you think? We, yeah. Well, we, you, well, you, because you because formulate true, true. the Jags question while I'll it, think about it. As
0: long questions. as they you have Trent
2: Balky, it's going to be really hard for them to be competitive.
0: Well, that, that's what we were saying, Drew. We, we were trying, we were handicapping the all the open positions, and I, I think at that time the Raiders' position hadn't quite opened yet. Neither, I think, maybe even Cully was still a coach at that point. And we were we were throwing in even those as speculative. We said, "Here's all the spots you could land," and a lot of how we were handicapping it was what position in a rebuild or how successful the team was. The expectations were going to be for that team. Jacksonville, none of that even matters. Like the situation, the ownership, the leadership from the from the front office, like it, it's not like oh man, I I could get away with it for a couple of years because the expectations are low. It's just a really undesirable job, and the pushback you get on Twitter from even saying that is like, okay Andy, if somebody's gonna turn down a job, there's only thirty two of them in the world. Be like, you're, you're these guys people- have to look at their career paths, and they have to well, say like, I want to do this for a while this might not be the next stepping stone. It might be a, you know, I might fall in the water. Here's something that people
2: don't don't. And I didn't realize this until I started talking. There are people who hope that crappy teams like the Jags will reach out to them for a job opening and they can turn it down.
1: like, I'm a better.
2: It makes you more more attractive into the next news cycle. Like exactly. And there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, they pay their agent a lot of money to get that done. So, so I I I I agree that like us average Joes would be like, oh, I'd take the Jags job any day. I'd take a two and four, two and fifteen. But like these people who have real careers uh in, in GM and head coaching, like they'll they'll turn they'll absolutely turn that job down. And and that, you know, and we saw it with Houston last year. Like Eric Bienmi probably could have been the Houston Texans head coach. And he was just like, even I won't take that job.
1: Speaking of Eric Miami and your Kansas City Chiefs, what the hell happened? <laughs> what was that? No, don't do that. Uh, what was that? Uh, and, uh, you know, what, you know, kind of lay out the kind of um, in the back of your head, you've been dreading this moment, the salary cap hit for Mahomes you know that tsunami you know the the water was out and you were out there picking up all the you know the crabs and stuff and well here comes the water is creeping in now of this monumental contract for Mahomes um how to how do the chiefs weather this storm uh and what is uh what is the the prospects of these guys as we move forward into the paying pat mahomes era
2: Yeah I mean they can get his number down to 13 I think the question is whether they want to or whether they should because, you know, kicking the can down the road has been kind of their problem for a long time. Um, they've never, the Chiefs have never walked on a good player before. Um, and, and Sunday's game was was a microcosm of what the issue was because Patrick Mahomes in the first, like, when I watched the game and I was, I was you know, I was sitting, uh, I was actually sitting next to Alex Gordon, the former Royals left fielder, and I'm like, we're, we're sitting there watching and Mahomes was so definitive in that game. He looked like he wanted to end the competitive part of that game at halftime. He, he, and then he looked disappointed when he didn't. And then he played that way in the second half. And, and that was the first game in the four years that Patrick Mahomes has started for the Chiefs that they, that they, they they've never won a game, a, uh, an important game where he's played poorly. And, and I, I think that that's where you look at that roster. And as much as I like Brett Beach and I think he's made a lot of good choices, that's a failure on Brett Beach, right? The, the fact is, is they pay along the defensive line alone. Jerron Reed 10 million dollars, Frank Clark 25 million dollars, and Chris Jones 20 million dollars. So you're talking about over 50 million dollars, the highest paid defensive line in football. And they can't they, they can't pick up a, a, a the team when fully. And I thought the defense played okay Sunday. No, don't get me wrong. They played well enough to win a normal Patrick Mahomes game. But the problem with with what they how they've constructed that roster is they've constructed it in a very stars and jags way. And the stars are rarely stars for that team, except for Patrick Mahomes on the offensive side of the ball with with Hill and Kelsey. On the defensive side of the ball, they've invested a lot of money in guys who are not difference makers. And you know, Chris Jones doesn't have a sack in his postseason career. Um, Frank Clark had one pressure Sunday. Um, Tyron Matthew, you know, has been a good player for them, but is not a difference maker anymore. And and they're going to have to make decisions about how they wanna construct the roster moving forward. I don't think that their roster can be, can consist of guys with contracts like Chris Jones's, like Frank Clark's, like Anthony Hitchens making $9 million a year to be a part-time linebacker. Um, They have a decision to make on whether to walk on Tyron Matthew. They have a decision to make whether to walk on Orlando Brown. Um, And they've always shied away from making the tough decisions and then had their cap guy fix everything, and then kick the can down the road. And I, this this is a time, in my opinion, for the Chiefs to stop trying to win the twenty twenty Super Bowl again.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, any concern in the back of your mind that this is a Russell Wilson redux?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's the rule, not the exception, right? Like I think you know Rodgers is the same way. Rodgers. Has hasn't even gotten back to the Super Bowl since he made it in 2010. Um, you know, obviously Marino, uh, Marino put up Patrick Mahomes like numbers in the 80s, never got back to the Super Bowl after he lost in the second year. Um, you know, Brett Favre had to had you know and, and some you know Brett Favre you know much like Mahomes, Brett Favre got knocked out by Elway in his second Super Bowl and then never made it back. Pat got knocked out by Brady in his second Super Bowl, never got back. I mean, the that's the rule, right? And and. You know, if you if I ask you guys, turn it turn it about on you guys, and I made the number two and a half minus one ten each side. How many Super Bowls did Patrick Mahomes win in his career? What were you guys put What would what side would you take? Uh,
1: this exact conversation last year, I would have taken over in without thinking about it. Right now, probably taking the under.
0: Yeah, if it if it's minus ten either side, it's an under. Like you said, the variance, the. You know, the fact that we're not going to see that second bye, or if we do, it's because we're in an eight-team playoff and then yeah. all the buys likely go away and it's just home field, which is greatly diminished even though home field is bigger in, you know, in the playoffs. It's still – it's it's tough. It's yeah. so tough to do this. Like, And, again, I'm not a big – I was never a big Brady guy. I understand, like, how important he was to the league, but it is kind of wild to think about it when you see, like, man, this Chiefs team was just supposed to be, like, going every year you think about like what the patriots did for the longest time and again they had the double by they didn't have to play ever have to play four games in the playoffs it felt like and their division was soft but still to, to and, just go and the do chiefs that, have been that way.
2: they hosted the afc t- title game four straight years like the the fact is is i kind of think of this as a fan we're 6 minutes in a fourth quarter against a Kyle Shanahan team away from being like halfway to buffalo bills right like yeah. They're lucky they got the one they did get right, and yeah. and they've been you know they, they they were the first team in NFL history this year because this is how it works. If the two seed ever hosts a uh, 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 AFC championship game or NFC championship game, they're the first team in the history of the league to host three playoff games in the same playoffs, and that just shows you like. And you think about why dynasties happened in the in the seventies and eighties. Well, back then it was a five team playoff, and all three division winners got to buy. Right though the reason they called it wild card round. You know they still call it wildcard round was because back when they had they had five playoffs in each conference the two wildcard teams played imagine how blame it would be if you got just two games on wildcard weekend but that's how it used to be and mm-hmm. then the winner of that game would go play the three seed or the no, sorry would go play the we'll go play the one seed and then the They'd two and three seeds come both coming off of eyes would play each other and right they that's it right the yeah. divisional round. and that's so why do you think Mon- Joe Montana won one road playoff game as a member of the Niners one the whole time because any, because he, he never played any because they yeah, were total only in fraud. Division. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's just a longer road. And, and even like even longer than what Brady has to deal It had to deal yeah. with in his illustrious career, which is going to take nothing from, but like, make no mistake. The rules are different now.
1: Yeah. There are three things that concern me about the chiefs. The first is how they manage now with the more difficult contract going forward the second is how long does Andy Reid really have it in him to continue to grind uh and what is the you know what is the um you know the the transition process if he decides he's gonna call it um he's obviously not a young man Uh, And then the third thing is the gap between Mahomes and the next best quarterback cluster is smaller than I realized, and Mm -hmm. some of that is Mahomes himself coming back to the pack a little bit, and some of that is everybody kind of stepping up their game to a degree. And you know, I'm not even including whatever's going on with Mahomes' personal life, which is a little concerning in terms of his focus on on the game. And um, you know, and it's it's definitely um, I don't know under two and a half you know this may sound absolutely stupid in 2 years i would be happy if he <laughs> it's so
2: hard to do yeah. yeah i'd be happy if he won one more and i think packers fans after a decade would be, would have been happy if rodgers had tugged another just one more right Yeah. and, and sure. it's hard and it's um and and i will say the stuff with his personal life is real like you yeah, know, that it is not like people people make fun of it and joke about it but like those are things that that weigh on him and um, he has to get those things figured out. I think that was the one thing that Brady—you know—we think about Tom Brady, and obviously we're resulting because Brady, if you run his career back, wins what two, three—I don't know—but like not seven. You, we, Brady had his personal life. Fig- Brady had 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 the thing optimized, right, and uh, and increasingly so over the course of his career, and um, that's something that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to do, or it's going to be harder. It's going to be increasingly harder. Cut out
0: strawberries. I don't, I don't know what to yeah, Drink full more water. Tall. Drink more Stop water. Stop eating water. Well as, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Always good. Oh, yeah. So good, though. <clears throat> always good advice. I don't know, Eric, did you? I, I was going to DM you, and then I just got busy goofing around at work with everything else that's going on. I, I did start digging into Olympics. Is there anything else you specifically? I don't know. I think we covered a Any lot of the been GM stuff. To I think talk the, about? I think the the Raiders one maybe that's a good one to finally tie up a little too. I, I don't know. Did, did you? Do you want me to people, twist some
1: arms and get you into the Calcutta next year? You ready to go? Yeah, I, uh, try I, to take some of Jeff Ma's money.
0: There was uh, there was I some definite steam from some good media members that were like, "Rich Versace deserves this job." It's like, yeah, I, no, like that's not. Yeah, a thing. that that
2: didn't seem likely to me, um, but I, I was surprised it was McDaniel. Um, I will say, like, the people, I think the reasons McDaniel didn't end up taking the Indianapolis Colts job were, I, I don't, I don't besmirch him at all for not taking the Colts job. So, um, the fact that it took him this long to get another opportunity was interesting. Um, maybe that was just him feeling guilty and, like, not wanting to go right back in after spurning the Colts, um, because, especially considering, like, Matt Eberflus was the guy that he hired, by the way. And Frank Reich inherited, which is you know sort of interesting. Um, it's going to be like that's a long rebuild. I know they went ten and seven this year, and I I like their over uh, just because I thought Derek Carr was a lot. Derek Carr and John Gruden were a good pair. Um they're, they lit every draft on fire for the like for, for
1: three. Ah, uh, so, Crosby's pretty freaking good. Crosby's good, yeah, uh, yeah. Crosby.
2: Yeah, I that's mean, one. That <laughs> was picked four rounds before. Him. <laughs> one. Yeah, you know, like, so yeah, not every draft pick, but every like high end draft pick they had has been lit on fire. So I don't think the roster is particularly good. So hopefully they have you know, good expectations for him because it's a tough division with the with the, the Chargers as, as chargery and as they are and the Chiefs. Um, so I, I think expectations are going to be low there, but hopefully he pans out because I thought he did a great job in New England over the last decade.
1: Okay, Uh, you know it's funny. I was thinking about our our real brief conversation there about Pat Mahomes, and there's not a there's not a playbook even really to do it right. Like Russell Wilson got rid of the high school girlfriend turned wife, didn't help him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers excised the family, didn't really help him. Uh, So there's not
0: there's not you don't you don't need to cut off your whole family like that's yeah. And that and yeah, that's the thing, I that's know. the disconnected yeah, we have. Like these are people. Like these are men with lives outside of football that and, and it is hard to Oh yeah, for sure. I mean we, we've all had like a coworker that's like like they're you know, something happened to them and you don't find out until like six months later, like you know, something bad happened in their personal life. It's like, oh, that's why they were, you know, just moody or they weren't like you know, they were looking down forever. Like you don't you don't know what's going on with some of these guys, and that, that's hard, especially when you're handicapping it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, how much do you weigh priors and how much do you weigh recent? Cause like, let's all be, let's be frank. Patrick Mahomes did not have a great year for him. I mean, this was the worst. This, you know, I was, I was doing the pregame show uh, on uh, one of the KC stations on Sunday before I went to the game. And it was like, I was kind of like laughing. I was like, this isn't a good chiefs team. This isn't a good chiefs team. And they're, they might win a suit. They're going to be favored to win a Super Bowl, And you know, I think don't make a mistake. Like Patrick Mahomes had great moments this year, but his season was to his standards was not to his standards. Uh, he did not have a great year relative uh, to, to normal years. So um, it'll be interesting to see him bounce back.
1: i Travis Kelsey. Gets younger at least, right? Oh no! no. And Ty
2: and and Tyreek Hill, uh you know will Tyreek will always not have it? Yeah, he'll always have that. Trailer, so.
1: no, 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 no. Ooh. Travis, Kelsey, and Gronk, by the way. Same age. How about that? Um, Somehow. Somehow, somehow. Uh, Okay, well, that was uh, super informative. Can't wait to... uh... See you in LA next week. Very excited. Yeah. Do you guys know anything about details of your trip yet? Do you know where you're staying and stuff?
2: We are. I, mean, we I, I think I sent don't you with the hotel. So. Don't
1: talk about it. Yeah, don't talk about it in the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, you guys are already We're all straight through out.
2: It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you guys have it all straightened yeah, yeah. out already. You, you, got, you got your yeah.
2: Friends? We'll be you, we'll be there uh, Monday through Monday through Friday, so we'll be there Monday for the whole Friday. Radio Friday. Row experience, and I I can't wait to uh, to chop it up with you, and then uh, hopefully we won't make Andy too jealous.
1: Hopefully we will. I, I, the weather's, weather's looking <laughs> right next, in his face. Week. Yeah, I know. Thanks, guys. I'm in LA. Look, right it's uh, Andy. Uh, close your ears. Uh, it's going to be about eighty degrees here next week, so it is going that's to be too hot for me. I have this is cashmere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, next year. I'll go next. year. Is it New Orleans next year? Where no, I think at? Arizona.
1: Okay. Arizona. Glendale, oh, I'm thinking. Glendale. I'm, thinking, Glendale, I'm thinking.
0: Final Four. we <clears throat> will do that. I've never been to the Big Easy.
1: Oh, that's fun. It's fun time down there. Times. So,
0: eric thanks. thank you so much for your time thanks for talking some of this out you can find him over on pff
1: that's right at and pff, at PFF <laughs> eric not pff underscore eric right or is it pff underscore eric.
0: underscore pff underscore, underscore eric
1: good deal find him on twitter uh go chop it up with them he does like to uh to mix it up with the hoy boy when they have that when they have bad takes especially uh, so thanks for your time. I uh, appreciate all your insight and, uh, yeah. See you next week. Looks like it's going to be a, a rough night in the old association for yours truly. Hey, you ever, you ever
0: get to the last game of Hopefully. the night and you need it to like break and by break, even if you just lose juice. Yes. That's like the worst feeling.